Welcome to the Entourage Podcast. My name is Paige Scott, and I'm going to be your host. Entourage Ministries gets its inspiration from Psalm 6811 that says, The Lord gives the command, and a great army of women proclaim the good news. Entourage is a multi-generational, multi-denominational, multicultural women's ministry based in Durant, Oklahoma. Join us today as we dive into truth from the Word so that your heart and spirit may be encouraged. So my name is Bethany Bishop, and I am a wife. I've been married for 10 and a half years to my wonderful husband. We have three small children, elementary age children. Um, I am a teacher. I teach biological sciences at Calera High School. Um, I love teaching science because we're studying the world that God created, and so it makes me feel closer to Him, and I get excited about um, teaching these high school kids the wonders of our world. Um, I have been teaching for seven years. Um, I took a year off last year to stay home and recenter myself. That third baby, they always say, is really hard, and it was really hard in my life, too. So it was nice to have that year off and just refocus and recenter myself and pay attention to what God was telling me. I really needed to learn what God was telling me, um, who I was. You know, I had lost sight of who I was in the busyness of just life. Um, So... When this whole mess happened in our world, COVID-19, I thought, you know what? It's okay. I had this time, this year off um, to be at home. I know what it's like to be at home. I know what it's like to wake up in the morning and go, God, (laughs) what today? I don't have any plans. I don't know what to do. So you're just going to have to tell me what to do today. And and I learned how to rely on God and during that time. And so I thought, you know what? This is not going to be a big deal. This is going to be a piece of cake for me. We can do this as a family. I can do this. I know how to do this. But I found it to be hard staying home with my family. I found myself not getting out of my pajamas and sitting on my couch and um There was one day I sat in the same spot on my couch on my heel all day long watching TV. And when I got up, I had a bruise on my bottom. It's so embarrassing. (laughs) But I just, I found myself in this place of just yuck. And so I, I didn't know where it was or what it came from. And so I asked God, you know, why is this so hard? Am I having control issues? You know, I'm not running out and buying all of the toilet paper like everybody else, you know? Um, Am I fearful of what's going on in the world right now? No, I'm not fearful. I'm not afraid of this virus. I'm not afraid for my family. Am I worrying about things? not really. I know you're going to take care of things. So what is happening to me right now? And he told me that it's sadness, that I'm in mourning. Um, And I had a lot of things to be sad about. I had gone back to school to teach and was felt like it was God's purpose for me. Um, 
that that was my calling, that I was doing exactly what he told me to do. And it had been a struggle this year with my students just, you know, getting to motivate them, you know? So I felt like this whole time that I had been bad cop. And, you know, you come back from spring break as a teacher and any other teachers that are listening to this and know exactly what I'm talking about, um, you get to be good cop when you come back from spring break and you get to do all of the fun things that you um, didn't get to do. And you get to be that fun person that you didn't get to be with them because you were trying to make sure that they were getting in them every Everything they needed to know. So I wasn't going to get to do that. I wasn't going to get to be that good guy. We weren't going to get to finish dissecting our cats and <laughs> planting flowers and um, just all these things that I know the kids get excited about and just be that happy, fun, carefree because we finally made it person. Um, also, I was just sad that I wasn't going to get to throw a birthday party for my son. I was sad that we weren't going to get to go do anything fun during spring break like we had thought we were going to. I had planned a girl's trip. It got canceled. Um, we weren't going to get to do that. I was supposed to go see my brother and my sister-in-law, who is pregnant and about to have um, my first nephew on my side of the family. And so I haven't got to see them. And it was just sadness. And I didn't know what to do with it. And I, I wasn't responding to it well. The Bible says that the thief comes only in order to still kill and destroy. And I believe that he stole things from me. But I also thought it was insignificant. Sorry, that was a hard word to come out of my mouth. Insignificant. I thought my sadness was insignificant. Like, in the whole big wide world, this doesn't really matter. Like, nobody's hurt. Nobody's, like, people are hurting. People are dying. People are losing their jobs. And I can't get off the couch because I don't get to teach tomorrow. Like, I felt like my sadness was very, very insignificant. And um, I recognized myself when I watched this movie, this Disney movie with my kids. We watched it a lot of Disney. Um, but we happened to watch the Disney movie Inside Out. And um, if you haven't watched that movie, watch it. <laughs> Um, it's, it's a good movie. It's, um, about a girl who's 11 years old and she, her name is Riley and she's happy and she loves to play hockey and her world gets completely turned upside down when her parents move her to a different town. And the first day there, like nothing is going right. Nothing is going right. And so it takes a look at, of, these emotions and how in her brain and, and the story of her emotions. And so how was I dealing with my sadness? Like exactly how, what was going on in this movie? So first I saw no need for my sadness. In the movie, um, the character who represents Joy says, well, sadness, I'm not really sure what she does. And it shows all these video clips of Riley just crying and crying. Like, when something happens to us, we don't see a 
point in being sad? Like, how is this beneficial to me? It's not. It just hurts. It's just painful. Um, And I felt that way. The next thing I got from this movie was how we distract ourselves from our sadness. We start distracting ourselves. The character Joy was constantly trying to distract the character sadness in this movie. She had her reading all these brain manuals, like reading all these books. Um, In my life, I watched Tiger King. Um, I deep cleaned every single inch of our home and rearranged all of my furniture, like in every room. I'm not even kidding. Like completely trying to distract myself from my sadness. Um, The next uh, joy in the movie, um, she also says, let's make a list of all the things we should be happy about. And I was like, I've done that. (laughs) I so have done that. Uh, Okay, I'm here with my kids. I get to spend all this time with my husband. I'm cleaning my house. These are all of the things I need to be happy about. But it didn't help. It didn't help me. Uh, The third thing compartmentalizing your sadness. In the movie, Joy makes a circle on the floor, draws a circle on the floor and says, sadness, you're going to stay inside this circle in the floor and do not move from here. And you know what? That doesn't work either. All of these ways with dealing with our sadness, they just don't work. And when you keep doing these things, parts of yourself start to die inside. In the movie, it shows all these parts of what make this little girl, Riley, who she is, start to die. And one of the really good things at the end of this movie is that it says in there that, you know, sadness is the only way that you can get yourself back. And that didn't really make sense to me. And I don't think it makes sense to a lot of people. How can allowing sadness to happen, to occur, be healing? How how does that even work? So I think deep down, we know that that's what needs to happen. And so we try to reach out to our friends or family or to social media. And a lot of times we don't get what we're looking for from them either. Um, I've heard things when, oh, there's this meme going around Facebook about how, you know, back in the day, high school seniors had to go to war and it could be so much worse right now. But guys, these kids, my heart is breaking for these kids who aren't going to get to walk across the stage in their cap and gown and have all of their family there applauding for them and cheering them on and they're not going to get to have prom. And all these kids that have worked so hard their whole lives to play Sports games, you know, baseball, basketball was almost over, you know, but softball, all of these tournaments, you know, that got canceled, that they've worked their whole lives for. This stuff is important to them. And I, it broke my heart to see people minimalize that. But that's what happens because, you know, people are people. And we're trying to deal with things in other ways in instead of how we're supposed to be dealing with it. So in the movie, Riley goes to her mom and her mom tells her, everything is going to be all right. 
She keeps telling her, it's okay, Riley. Everything's going to be all right. But you know what? It was not all right. And right now in our world, it is not all right. Things are not all right. If you continue down this path of compartmentalizing and distracting yourself, only fear, anger, and disgust are what you're left up with. And operating in these emotions will cause you to do dramatic, irrational things that you would not normally do otherwise. In the movie, Riley runs away from home. Um, In real life, a nurse in Oklahoma City was shot out while getting gas on her way to work at her hospital because she was in her scrubs and, quote-unquote, spreading the virus. People are fearful. I'm hearing a lot right now um, because I listen to a lot. I'm a Christian. I love God. And so I'm listening a lot. And big phrase right now that everybody is saying is faith over fear. Faith over fear. But what does that even mean? What does faith over fear mean? What does it look like in real life? For me, it means dealing with my sadness, but not in all the ways that I was trying to deal with it not in all the ways that Riley dealt with it in that Disney movie, but having the faith to allow God to have my sadness. Everyone came to help Riley in that movie because of her sadness. And it hit me while I was watching this, that God comes to help me because of my sadness. And without it, Without my sadness, I wouldn't really need God, right? I'd be like, oh, I can do this. I can handle this. But God didn't make us to. He created us to need Him. If your heart is broken, you'll find God right there. If you're kicked in the gut, He'll help you catch your breath. Sorrow is better than laughter. For when the face is sad, the heart may be happy because it's growing in wisdom. And the heart of the wise learns when it's in the house of mourning. The Holy Spirit is our comforter. He's the one who helps us. Not social media, not our friends, not even our families who try their best. (laughs) And Lord, help us if we think that we can help ourselves. Jesus was trying to prepare his disciples for him dying. And he knew this was going to bring them great sadness. He knew this was going to hurt. And he told them, Are you trying to figure out among yourselves what I meant when I said in a day or so you're not going to see me, but then in another day or so you will see me? Then fix this firmly in your minds. You are going to be in deep mourning while the godless world throws a party. You will be sad, very, very sad, but your sadness will develop into gladness. When a woman gives birth, she has a hard time and there's no getting around it. But when the baby is born, there's joy in the birth. This new life in the world wipes out the memory of all of the pain. The sadness you have right now is similar to that pain, but the joy that's coming is also similar. When I see you again, you'll be full of joy, and it will be joy that no one can rob from you. 
You'll no longer be so full of questions. This is what I want you to do. I want you to ask the Father for whatever is in keeping with the things I've revealed to you. Ask it in my name, according to my will, and He will most certainly give it to you. Your joy will be a river overflowing its banks. And you know what? I want that joy. I want that joy overflowing its banks. That's what I want. So I had to ask the Father. I had to ask the Father to send me comfort. I had to tell Him all of my troubles and be sad because things are not all right. You don't ever have to be strong with God. Let the Holy Spirit comfort you to bring you wisdom and joy that is unexplainable. And no matter how insignificant you think your sadness is, sadness, that sadness, no matter how small it may be to you, is never, ever insignificant to God. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing through the experience of your faith, faith, that the power of the Holy Spirit, you will abound in hope and overflow with the confidence in His promises. And so I just pray today that if you are in a place where you're just feeling sad, it doesn't matter how insignificant or small you think your sadness is. Just fall on your face wherever you're at. Lock yourself in a closet. Um, I lock myself in my closet all the time and talk to God and allow Him to have it. Just give it to Him. Sob, weep, lay in His arms, in His presence, and just give it over. okay to be sad. It's okay to cry. Right now we are walking through the valley of the shadow of death but he's with us and he comforts us and he prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies, in the presence of my enemy, Satan, who is coming to steal, kill, and destroy all of our lives right now. And he's stealing, he's stealing from us. He anoints our head with oil and our cups runneth over and surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all of the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Thanks for joining us today. For more information about Entourage Ministries, visit our website at entourageministries.com or visit us on Facebook or Instagram. We gather for our monthly worship gathering open to any woman who has interest the second Tuesday of every month at the Monterey in the Arts District of Durant, Oklahoma. 